0: think about the voices here in the community reaching out for hope looking for the opportunity living through this life trying to make the best for you and me 122 stand in solidarity One twenty two are hey everybody
1: Juan Perez here organizing monster I almost forgot my handle Chris yeah
2: well you just changed your handle one I'm I'm Chris Lopez, your union brother on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, anyway, uh, how are you feeling today, Juan?
1: Good, good. Um, you've seen what's been going on, all these labor action strikes yeah. across the country, across the world. Well, there's been a few. There's been a few this week. The Starbucks went on strike.
2: You know, Starbucks is. You know, th- th- you know. I-, I know we said last time, Gen Z. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Gen Z is the most pro-union generation in U.S. history. What's and a Gen Z, Chris? Gen Z is anyone born after 1996. I'm pretty sure. I looked that up like a couple days ago. Nice. I, forgot. But, I believe you. But uh, no, it's it's really cool. And they're leading the labor movement right now. And they're, they're going like a train all around the country.
1: Nice. And we also had the, the teachers in L.A. Yeah, the teachers. With I, SEIU in mm-hmm. L.A. There's mm-hmm. over 40,000 people in the streets. This week. Three day strike.
2: I saw the, the, the some of the, the the videos of just look like a sea of, of red, red and purple. And it was just purple and all, all the colors. It was really, really cool.
1: Yeah. So, and what else went on strike, Chris? Oh wait, 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 wait. Not that one. Yeah. Oh, France. Oh France. France. <laughs> France is on strike. I got a little anxious. <laughs> <laughs> There's like millions of people right now in France striking mm-hmm. because Macron is trying to raise a retirement age by two years.
2: And I think that's kind of Indicative of the way things are in France, they don't take any shit in France, France and I think no uh, shit. and I think the U.S. could learn a lot, uh, at least the labor movement about. And we are look, we yeah. just yeah. talked about We're UCLA and yeah. Starbucks yeah. and and what's the other strike. Okay, so there was a strike in Imperial Valley, who unfair labor Sorry. practice as uh, UFCW Local 135, and they did the first strike. In their history, during a contract, it was for unfair labor practice, and um, it was about lasted thirteen days, and and we won. You know, it was great. One hundred ten people got to split about. We're thinking about one point two million people. One point two million dollars. (laughs) That's a lot of people. That's
1: a lot of people. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So these so strikes are going all over the place. Yeah, strikes. And
2: And we're winning. We are winning. We are winning, because we're winners. We're winners.
1: Yeah. Speaking of winning. winners, Yeah. who do we got here today, oh, well, Chris? Well, we have
2: a special guest, uh, Jose Rodriguez, councilman in National City. And, uh, you know, but, but before we get started, I have a question for you. Uh, what do you think about term limits? Uh, generally
0: a good idea. Generally a <laughs> good idea?
2: You you for term limits?
0: I am for term limits. Okay. I mean, uh, I supported a proposition in National City back in 2018 18. to provide term limits for both mayor and council That's right. in in our city. Awesome. Well
2: yeah. now listen, my my wife said that she's the big boss and there are no
0: term limits. So well, so the rules at home may be different than the rules Okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> hey you know, yes, it could be an unfair re- labor practice. You never know.
2: <laughs> a strike? <laughs> somebody going on strike at your house? No, I don't do that. Uh, I guess, you know, I just got back from one. I'm still amped up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are drinking Monster because we're
1: sponsored. Oh, yeah. Uh, but also, Jose, like, yeah, just give us a quick um, what your position is, where you came from, a little backstory for some people that might not know who you are, yeah. although I think everybody probably already knows who you are.
0: Well, I, I really appreciate the opportunity of coming here. Thank you for the invitation. It's an honor. Am I the first elected official to come? Yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you yeah, are. You oh, are. Congratulations. This Wait. is an honor. Yeah. Thank you. We'll put some sparks in the TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, thank you, guys. It, it really means a lot. Um, I'm an elected official from National City as a city council member, but I started my career in labor. Oh, I started yeah. as a, uh, um, a student organizer at AFT, Local 1931, back when I was going to school at City College. And then I worked at the labor council for six years on and off before running for council, national city, and eventually getting through. So, I mean, my platform is pretty basic. I mean, I support working families. I want to make sure people earn a decent wage, are treated with dignity and respect, are able to have a good uh, quality of life. Um, so, the job is incredibly important for that. But also, there's you know issues in the neighborhood that need to be addressed. I mean. The rising cost of housing and us building only luxury houses is a big problem uh, in the region, but in national city in particular. We need to build more home ownership opportunities, which is incredibly important and something we have not prioritized. And then basic neighborhood needs, neighborhood infrastructure, uh, more open spaces, more parks, right? Having a good, high quality of life.
1: Definitely. All right, let's get to it. (laughs) What happened? What happened happened? happened with the mayor race? Everybody wants to know.
0: Yeah, well, the results were clear, right? I mean... um, It was tight. It was a very tight race. So I I ran for mayor last election cycle, uh, fell short by, you know, less than 70 votes. Ex-mayor, now-mayor Ron Morrison ended up winning. The incumbent mayor at the time, Alejandra Sotelo Solis, you know, came in a distant third. Um, So it was a very contentious, very difficult... Uh, but also a very fun race. Um, a lot of the issues that I mentioned earlier were really brought up to the forefront when it came to the campaign um, and now are being implemented on the council. So the issues and the ideas that we continue to bring forward are going to be the priority in National City, God willing, and with the majority of the council, but we we are in a good spot, right? Um, but But we had to go through that in order to prioritize the issues we find important for our community. Right. Nice. You know,
2: you kind of talked about you know, the unhoused and what's going on. And, um, you, you know, it's just all around the, the, the county of San Diego, probably around the world. And, you know, people are one paycheck away yeah. from from being homeless. You think about it. There's, a, you know, I think kind of like one, one of the reasons Juan and I started this podcast is we want to talk about kitchen table economics. Right. And I think that is like the, the main thing for the labor movement. Mm-hmm. I always say the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. Um, <laughs> and, you, you know, Makes because sense. I think sometimes um, elected uh, officials on both sides, they, you know, <clears throat> there's issues that are very controversial and people stop for, you know, can stop uh, remembering about, you know, well, oh, I can't pay my bills like, you know. I'm having trouble paying my rent. And then they start going off onto a different tangent. Maybe it's a social issue that divides people. But I think when um, in organizing, you know, we don't ask people, you know, are you Republican, are you Democrat, are you independent? You know, everyone deserves a union. So that's, you know, what do you think?
1: Definitely, even strippers. Yes, everyone, everyone deserves, deserves
2: a union. union. Absolutely. Putting it out there. Absolutely. Hey,
1: they were organizing. Remember, oh, <laughs> where, where? we went to the labor notes. Yeah, hey, labor notes. Labor and Troublemakers. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and, and the, somebody on the panel was a stripper. And um, obviously, the when they were organizing, the boss man retaliated. Now, her and her friends, co-workers, are buying, are in the process of buying that club. That same club. No way. And they're going to make a co-op out of it. That is awesome. That's crazy.
2: It is.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: Workers are rising everywhere, whether you're a Mm -hmm. stagehand, a grocery worker, sugar factory, or dancers.
2: And, you know, what's going on in France is, you know, people are marching the streets because they're raising the retirement age just, you know, two years. years. And, you know. They're talking about raising it here, too, by the way. Labor's making a stand right now and uh, it's, it's sweeping the country, and you see it with the strikes, the, the strike that I was involved with uh, uh, in Spreckle Sugar, you see it with the teachers, you see it with Starbucks, I mean, it's, it's but, hot. But to bring it back,
1: let's bring it back to Ale, Jose, everybody mm-hmm. wants to know about Ale. What about people right now that say, thanks a lot Jose, and now we have a Republican?
0: As mayor of National City? Yeah. Well, uh, National City is represented by five elected officials, right, a mayor and four council members. Uh, the four council members are Democrats. So we hold a supermajority on mm-hmm. the council. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, we actually have regional representation um, overwhelmingly Democratic. So representation at SANDAG, at MTS, at water boards, Democrats, 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 right? And I think good ideals moving forward. So, you know, it's, it's one thing to take that position, right? And, and say, you know, we split the vote. And as a result, uh, we have a Republican in office. Mm It's technically true, but the good ideals of our democratic values are still pushing forward, right? That one individual doesn't have um, a strong mayor form of government, so they do not control the purse strings of the city, nor appointments regionally. It's something that we all decide collectively. Um, So that's on one end. Like, we're still winning, right? Good union values, good democratic principles are still moving forward. Um, On the other end, we need to change the rules, uh The reason this happened is because National City does not have primaries that 's right, so mm-hmm. city of San Diego city of Chula Vista they have a primary system mm-hmm. where everybody gets to run. This is a democracy, everybody should have an opportunity to run. If you feel your ideals are not being represented on the council, run um in doing so then you know however many people run, the top two vote getters would then line up against each other mm-hmm. um, and and run in a in a runoff like it, like what happens here in San Diego yeah. and in, in Chula Vista. That didn't happen in National City, right? So there was a delusion of the votes by having more than two individuals running, and their results are what they are right now. But it's something that we need to change. Let's change the rules. Let's change the rules. Do you need us to canvas or what? I mean, we need a campaign. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a campaign. We need people to vote, you know, and we need to yeah. spread the word.
1: Yeah, but I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a super fan of primaries anyways. Like, if you feel that, like you said, the person in an office is not representing you for whatever reason. Yeah. We claim this is a democracy, so everybody should run at that point. Let's take a, an even <laughs> shot, let's go for it. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, I think you have to like lick your wounds kind of deal if you do lose and then just get up. And, but yeah. I think in your, in your case, like you said, you get, your issues that you brought up during your campaign, they're getting pushed still, even yeah. that you lost. So yeah. in a way, you still won.
0: Well, you know, I'll say this, I believe we are in a much better position now. Uh-huh. I mean, losing is never fun, don't get me wrong. Right? Oh, trust that, me. that sucks. But we're in a better position now than we were a year ago. And the reason is simple. We have a majority that is willing to work together to pass good legislation, mm-hmm. prioritize home ownership, prioritize respect and trust of our city workers, and make sure that they are treated with dignity and respect, mm-hmm. um, making sure that we prioritize quality of life issues, all issues the majority of us care about. I can't I can't say that about the majority of us last election cycle. Oh
1: wow. So mm.
0: so it is a drastic change yeah. with this new council now. Nice.
1: Are you yeah. going to run again?
0: Or Am I going to run? Are you going to run
1: again? Yeah. You gotta be Well, I'm years. up for
0: re-election next year yeah, for, for my city, city council. council seat in yeah. District 2. And I suppose I'm making the announcement here. Yes, I'm running for re-election. There you go. There you <laughs> go. Right? You heard it here. Union here the Bus here. Podcast. Here the fireworks there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Ricardo. You got this? That's we awesome.
0: We don't have primaries, so that means that I'll be up yeah. in, November in November 2024.
2: Nice. I think that's really interesting, yeah. you know, primaries. Um, you know, I I think there's this kind of grassroots movement sweeping the country. And, uh, and I I think labor uh, is leading the way people, you know, I think there's, in both parties, I think there's gatekeepers. And, um, you know, kind of, I got okay with this. I I just think, you know, labor is just hey, you know, we're doing this, this is happening. And I think uh, there's a lot more um, uh, difficulty with the Elected officials who want to get reelected, or or people want to run for office if they're, you know, they don't have a strong, um, you know, pro union background. Because I, I think uh, I know I would say seventy one percent approval rating of, of labor unions in the United States. I mean that's not just Democrats. That's Republicans. That's Independents. Mm-hmm. People are coming together for, uh, you know, people are sick and tired of not being able to pay their rent, their bills, all of that. Yeah. And I just
1: saw that SDG&E is going to raise the ra- rates again. Wow.
0: Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, be good to keep an eye on, on, on that.
1: Yeah. I think it's getting ridiculous. Everything is skyrocketing. Yeah. Oh. Everything. Rent. Right. Groceries. Mm-hmm. Eggs. Gas. Yeah. And so that's why me and Chris do what we do in labor. Right. Because we do believe, like Unite you know, here says, one job should be enough. hmm And, but you came from labor. Yeah. And you got into the politics world. <laughs> Do you think more people in labor should follow suit, run for office, Absolutely.
0: For absolutely. Everywhere. Um, it is incredibly important to have a core set of values before, I think, individuals serve in public office. Mm-hmm. Because your values will demonstrate in ways that sometimes are not measured by the public, but they have big differences within the organizations that you're serving in. Mm-hmm. So it is absolutely critical that we get people that have, I think, a labor background that understand that it's important to provide you know, rights and benefits to everyday workers in the public and private sector, but also like, understanding the bigger picture. You all are talking about France, right? Um, I mean, working people coming together uh, is the only counterbalance against big corporations right? that have their agenda, as well as you know, some more corporate, I think, part of the uh, government. Um, Some big government being pushed by corporations, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So the only counterweight to that are working people coming together. And when we have individuals that come from the labor movement that have that set of values, that transcends into whatever organization they serve in. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, more union people should be running for office. I mean, there's water boards, there's school boards, there's councils, there's all kinds of things people should run for. And, And, you know, with the backing of labor should win. And then those values will transcend the organizations that they serve in. Mm.
1: Do you think Chris should run?
0: I absolutely think Chris should run. I think we had a conversation about this a minute ago. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you should run this, as well, well Then you you know, know, we can I mean, do I do think this. we all I mean, should run, to But be the honest.
2: thing is, is, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's fun to be in labor right now. I yeah. mean, with, uh, you know, it's exciting. We go to, I mean, just, I mean, it was hard. I mean, the strike was hard. And, uh, you know, for Spreckles, it was long. It was tired. I'm still tired. still getting used to it. But... Yeah. They won. I mean, it's, it to, to, to the, the company was going to give them zero.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, they were, in, and now they're getting 1.2 million. Some people are getting the low end, 5,000. Some people are getting 17,000, like Powerball. But uh, it was the blood and sweat and the solidarity of the workers. Yeah. And, and your TikTok videos. You know, and that's another thing. I kind of like yeah. push. You know, you know, uh, you know, the labor movement. Um, and you probably know what hashtags are, right? Yeah. Um, you know. Come on. Uh, you're, you're <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making sure. I'm just making He's sure. He's younger than you. Uh, and oh yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that. But <laughs> <What> the... <laughs> I go. Your you humor. <laughs> are you talking? I am. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we we, we we got Ricardo laughing back there. You, you don't see him on film, but we'll have him come out later. No, but I, you know, being on the picket line, you know, I one of the things I told the members it's not they were getting paid seven hundred dollars a week. Um, there was money set aside to make sure that they they continue to maintain their health care, and on the picket line, it's not the money or you know it's the mind you know cuz you're out there and you got to make things fun and yeah. and you know you got to pass the time because you got to be out there showing your presence i mean in short you're walking around but we got like tiktok videos getting people you know we had we had rocky we had lachona Did you see lachona uh, i
0: haven't seen it but oh, i'm gonna
2: <laughs> but that one i mean we, you know getting people together and yeah. we had a lot of stuff and it kind of brings um, um, you know, it passes the time, but it, it's solidarity. Yeah. And uh, I was talking about hashtags because on Instagram, the hashtag labor movement has about, I think, 17,000 followers. But the hashtag labor movement on TikTok has 20 million followers. Wow. Um, now,
1: TikTok is out of control TikTok right
2: now. TikTok is where the cross-pollination of the labor movement is. And it's really interesting um, that uh, there are people that, that want to uh, ban it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was uh, really interesting. I'm not going to throw out any names, but I think pretty much everyone knows uh who those people are. Um but I think if uh you know, you got 20 million people, you got the labor movement um really taking control on TikTok. I mean, it is. It is awesome. I right? mean, last last
1: podcast we had was we had three people, three TikTokers all in unions in different states, one in Canada, mm. and they joined us on on our on our last episode, and we that's talked good. about their issues, our issues, and what's going up on in Canada. <laughs> but that's what TikTok brought together, though brought us together. Without social media, we wouldn't have been able to been together. Right. So we're going to start having these like recurring monthly uh, Zoom meetings with with them, or and with other TikTokers. Mm-hmm. But these TikTokers have followers, they have views, yeah. thousands more traction on their on their videos than you do on Facebook. Or Instagram sometimes right. because people support labor is supporting labor on TikTok, bigly, like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah,
2: And your handle, I you mean, know, organizing monster. Yeah, changed his handle. Your yeah. union brother. We had your union sister yeah. on uh, TikTok. We're gonna ask her yes. to be a co-host on, on the next one. And but it, uh, it, spoiler. It, alert. Oh yeah, spoiler. Oh, we gotta cut that, we cut, that we we cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. She's gonna do it. What's up? With, <laughs> what's up with you, Jose?
1: So what's going on? City Council, what have you yeah. guys been working on? You said you're going to put, um, <clears throat> for next ballot, you're working on getting primaries, right, you said?
0: Yeah, so so we're trying to find a way to get primaries in national cities. So uh, we're going to find out whether or not we could do it as a council right now so we can have primaries for next election cycle and going forward. Gotcha. Or uh, adopting what is called a charter city so that we can set um, a lot of our own local rules and um, one of them is you know, having a primary uh, uh, voting system. Mm-hmm. So, so we're gonna find out which way to do it, but it's gonna either happen you know, through legislation or, or it's gonna happen through the ballot box. Would there,
1: would there be anybody opposed to that?
0: Anybody that would not benefit from majority rule would be opposing that. Start dropping names, Jose. Well, I mean, you just look at the election results, right? Yeah. And, and gotcha. you know, the individuals that win oftentimes are not representative of the majority of the residents. Mm. So, gotcha. yeah, they probably won't like it. But yeah. uh, the tenet of a, uh, tenet, basic tenet of a democracy is majority rule.
2: That's awesome. And
0: that's who should be in office, right? Yeah,
2: that's yeah. why I, 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 at home I'm not in charge because I got my, my wife, my three daughters, and, and Clementine.
0: <laughs> All All <women>. I'm outnumbered. <laughs> All women. That, that makes two of us, by the way. Oh, you know, I, have <laughs> <laughs> I have four daughters. four daughters, so no, yeah. I get outvoted every time. Oh, it's like, you, you, you try your best. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying. <laughs> so we're working on that. That's important. You know, there's a couple things for housing, right? Mm-hmm. Housing is incredibly expensive. Um we are somehow we have somehow been led to believe that it is a basic kind of economic driving point that if we have more units available as a result, the rents will go down it 's mm-hmm. basic supply and demand mm-hmm. somehow we believe that i don 't believe that 's true and the reason is if we look at the productions of what we 've seen in ash i can 't speak for other cities but a national city, mm-hmm. last ten years we 've built um, uh, about a 1,000 units in National City. Out of those 1,000, take a guess at how many of them were for sale, units that you and I and anybody else could buy. Five. Zero. Close. 18. Whoa. 18 out of a 1,000, right? And out of those 1,000, most of them have been luxury apartments, $2,600 and above. That trend is um, uh, one where big corporate investors are coming in building, you know, apartments, we have allowed upzoning, we have allowed, you know, very little parking requirements, and um, there's very little affordability included within the construction. So most of them are just luxury apartments, and you go knock on doors and you talk to people, and it's people just uh, renting a room, right, just kind of making ends meet. Um, But I think it is a backwards way for us to continue to develop. I mean, how can we continue to develop units that Know, take up you know, mo- most of an individual's income as rent.
1: What's the What's average one-bedroom one apartment in National City?
0: I, I don't know about the average right now, but I know what is being built. So, so last week we had an analysis on our housing numbers for this year, uh, for the past year, and we have provided permits for 300-plus units. Out of those, only five of them are likely for sale. The rest are units that are apartments. Out of those, right, 300 or so units that are apartments, 90% of them are $2,600 and above. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, so one thing is making sure that we continue to uh, protect tenants, make sure people are not displaced, right, and maintain rents affordable. The other thing is, what kind of building, what kind of buildings are we actually allowing? to be built within our cities and and why are we not discussing home ownership as part of that construction because over the long run what happens is those corporations that have built those apartments are set for life good for them they've made good investments what about the people that live there and what about the residents that can't afford to live there right they now are displaced going into different parts of the region because they can't afford the rent that that is there now so we need to think about what we are allowing to be developed within our cities, not just for the sake of reaching high numbers for basic supply and demand. We need ownership. And like, this isn't a far-fetched idea. I mean, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, home ownership was the, the, uh, uh, the standard, mm-hmm. right? It, you know, most parents that bought in that time, it, that was like the option. You, you, you just bought. And uh, government programs were set up to allow uh, developers to make units that were for sale. So you had a whole generation of people that bought, um, and then they kept the house, and then they passed it on to their kids, mm-hmm. or bought, kept their house, you know, did a cash-out refinance, started a business. Yeah. Cash-out refinance, buy another house, right? Continue to invest. but, But that wealth-generating opportunity isn't there for this generation, right? We are being squeezed on multiple ends, squeezed by large employers that are not wanting us to have a decent quality of life, because they're squeezing every profit they possibly can. And then also the housing market, which we as a government entities are not prioritizing, incentivizing long-term wealth for our community. We are incentivizing long-term wealth for people that already have wealth. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? So that's, that's the difference in housing, that I th- and that's a conversation that has not been happening within housing circles that I think needs to happen.
1: Yeah. So yeah, from what I understand, like BlackRock, Blackstone, these big old corporations yeah. are buying lots and houses and, and blocks, and then they're renting out or airbnb or whatever. But if that's what it was in the '50s, '60s, and '70s, home ownership was the norm. Everybody owns a home, kind of deal. That was a standard white picket fence kind of deal. Where where did that go wrong? I don't I don't like how did now that became a business scheme yeah. is buying out. Um, blocks and building um, building apartments and making money out of it yeah. like
2: Airbnb now like that kind of stuff like how, where did we go wrong? Union density oh, yeah. yeah I think, I think you know, right now it's, it's um, the union density back then I think it was uh, in the 30s 30 percent 30% union density and uh, now it's like uh, depending on it's in the teens. Depending and on it's if 10%. it's public, public or or right. private, so, um, not to mention having affordable housing for people to buy, but raising the standard of living for, you know, um, that's what that's what labor unions do. That's what the labor movement does. It raises the standard of living so people can buy a house. You know, you can you can build houses, but we need to make sure, like you mm-hmm. touched on, where, um, and I'll I'll say it again. There are companies that really don't want you to make a living wage. And um, people are fighting. You, know, you got a- Amazon labor union, you got Starbucks United, you got everything going around the country and the labor movement is hot and and and, and like I said, you know, we are in, in in a time right now where we can make change with this momentum. The labor approval rating shouldn't be 71%, it should be 80%, it should be 90%. You want to solve the homeless problem or the unhoused, I should say. Um warm unions mm. yeah
1: I think going back to the the ownership stuff mm-hmm. I think it's totally like a corporate thing corporate America because there was articles written like millennials don't need homes like that kind of stuff like don't even bother investing in a home yeah. kind of deal like we should be we're more nomads now like we just move from place to place to place they're they're setting <clears throat> that up for us though but they're making it like a cultural thing that mm-hmm. it's our decision but it's not it's like yeah. These motherfuckers don't want us to own because that's the number one way to build wealth for individuals like me. I'm lucky. I'm lucky that I got to buy my house from my from my parents, like under market value. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to afford it. Now I have a house yeah. under my name. But most people are not going to be able to buy a house, period. Yeah. Like I think you have to make one hundred and forty thousand dollars a year to be able to afford the average house in San Diego.
0: Well, you know, here's the other thing, and to give kind of some developers the benefit of the doubt, um, after the 2008 housing crisis, it was very difficult to um, receive loans in order to build units that are for sale. It's actually easier to get loans to build apartments because Mm -hmm. apartments are Mm -hmm. a sure long-term investment, whereas units that are for sale, the market might fluctuate from one year to the next, Mm -hmm. right? So. The financial aspect, I think, is difficult for some developers. And then in California, there is a construction um, litigation. So, so if, if somebody builds condos, they can be sued up until 10 years. So most of the um, condo associations uh, and uh, condo developments and developers will save up money because they know a lawsuit is coming by the 10th year. Oh, wow. So it de-incentivizes yeah. the construction. Like, why would a developer do that? instead of just building apartments, yeah. which they can sell to somebody else to buy and and turn a profit, right? So, so that is not set up to build uh, units that are for sale. Um, but also, like, we have been pushing mandates, right, for cities to build units, but we have not pushed mandates to build units for sale. We've mm-hmm. just said build, right? Yeah. And I think a result of that is just... You know, maximizing profit, building units that are $2,600 and above uh, for residents that can't make ends meet and just need to rent a room, and and that's not that's not um uh, you know the lifestyle that we should have in in the U.S., the wealthiest country in the world. I mean, we should have a higher standard of living, and if one likes to live in that situation, that's great. But it, one should have the ability to purchase a condo or a townhouse. Um, if you have a, a decent job, right? And, yeah. And the point is that we have not built that, so we don't have that availability right
1: now. Gotcha. What's
0: the union density in National City? You know, National City actually has the uh, highest union density in the county. Oh. So a lot of blue-collar workers in National City. that it was Chula Vista. Oh. Uh, no, we, we do have a friendly rivalry in the South <laughs> Bay. <laughs> I want to say that number is National City. Um, I think it's National City. Yeah, it is uh, National City. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of union members, you know, live in National City. Um uh very much a middle-class neighborhood and middle-class community and with strong values and ideals so
1: yeah. yeah and i think that's what got you over the edge on the last election for city council like you you killed it right like
0: we did like, well two
1: years ago <laughs> or whatever yeah yeah, you did yeah well. we did well yeah. i did a commercial for him but <laughs> <laughs> hey, no big deal no big deal no big deal yeah, no big deal. <laughs> no big deal. yeah. well Wait. We, we uplift each other. We work I, together. I, yeah. I got the Juan bump. That's
0: yeah, you, the yeah, bump. you did. Yeah. And now you getting <laughs> yeah, the now, oh, now, Union or bus I bump. Ah. You got the Juan bump. Now yeah. you're getting
2: the Union or bus bump. Dude. How about that? That's it. And we're, we're just it's going happening. Up. It's happening. Are you running for governor?
0: <laughs> <laughs> governor, come on, bro. <laughs> I'm running for reelection <laughs> for council. Why bro. not? Just go big, I dude.
2: <laughs> like, we're talking about these gatekeepers. I mean, it's like you just go. Go big or go home. Didn't AOC was a bartender or something and then ran for Congress.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's go to the casino. <laughs>
0: union casinos. Yeah. You're so funny. No, I, th- I think, um, I mean, we, d- we have a really good governor at the moment. I, I really like the job that he's doing. And I mean, I think generally our state legislature is pretty good. I mean, there's room for improvement all the time, but um, we do have good union representation there. We need, you know, always strong advocates, but.
1: This, this week during the delegates, Labor Council delegates meeting, we had a, a high school Oh student yeah. that was awesome. come in and do a presentation a high school student <coughs> mm. badass presentation on single payer that there's a campaign across the state with mm. the nurses of course CNA uh, California Calcare. Nurses Association no. and they're pushing CalCare again it's going to be up next week next year they're pushing it for next year um, Universal Healthcare what do you think?
0: Uh, yeah, that I mean that should be a human right, right? I mean, you're sick, you should be able to go to the doctor and not be charged an arm and a leg. I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> absolutely. What, I'm
2: way past. I mean, the, the healthcare for all. I mean, people are having trouble paying their rent. I mean, you know, sh- no one should have to worry about going to the doctor if you're if especially you know there's mental health or if you know physical health or whatever. It's, it, it's people should should be able just to take care of themselves. Yeah. They got to work. They, they, they make honest, do honest, decent work. They should get some honest, decent health care.
1: On the podcast uh, last time when we had the Canadian on, she spoke about their health care. Mm. She said, like, oh. you guys are bickering over there whether you should have health care or not. We're past that. Yeah, We mm-hmm. already have it. Yeah, they So their fights are a little bit different, Mo- more access to more health care mm-hmm. they're fighting. But they all have health care. She said when she had a kid a few <coughs> years back, was it? she only had to pay $20 out of pocket and she was in the hospital for 4 days. Wow. Yeah. That's how it should be.
0: That, that's yeah. ideal. All right?
2: Yeah. It's like why you know you got it's like you got in network, out of network. I mean, what if you're, you're you know, you're visiting your uh, your family another state and you're out of network and you come out these all these costs. It's it's ridiculous and uh, yeah, you know, CalCare, care, absolutely medicare for all, absolutely.
1: Yeah, there you go. Jose, endorsing Medicare for All. Awesome. Well, Jose's a big Bernie bro. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yes, I I am am a big Bernie bro. I was a big Bernie supporter.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) You know, I I remember uh, Bernie running in 2016, and he actually encouraged a lot of people to run. Yeah. He said, you know, if you have an itch, go do it. Go run for school board. Go run for council. Go do whatever. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was such a far-fetched idea in my mind, because I never considered running for, seriously considered running for office. And then after his campaign got traction, and you know I was out there on events and rallies, and it was really inspiring, even for me, hmm. to to take a take a shot and run for you know my local council seat. Uh, we fell short that time, but eventually got through. But yeah. I mean, I think for me he was an inspiration, as well as for millions of people in in America, so well, and you, the world. No, you got the wand bump. Got the and, wand bump. And the encouragement. <laughs> right? yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember, I yeah, encouraged you yeah. to, to run.
1: Yeah, he did I actually. I don't take credit. I don't take <laughs> all the time. credit. Full credit right here. <laughs> <laughs> if I remember correctly, yeah, we were driving. We were driving to the convention, right? Is that
0: you're crazy? No, 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 no. <laughs> we we were having tacos. That's right. That's right. That's in, in right. Logan and, and Logan. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and and I had been t- like I'd been asked by people, hey, you should consider running again. You know, said, losing sucks, man. I mean, how are you gonna you know pick up and just run again and put your family through all that? Mm-hmm. And I was in my mind. I was thinking, I'm not gonna do this again. This is this is really hard. It's really difficult on us. And then I run into this guy. <laughs> We're having tacos, and the first thing he says is, "Hey, so you're gonna run or what?" <laughs> <laughs> Cut to the chase. Cut the bullshit.
1: You have to. Yeah. 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 Just do it. And yeah. then what happened?
0: And then and then I ran. And then you ran. And then and we won. And then you won. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So what do you say, like her, losing? sucks. It burns. Like last year I lost a campaign so yes. whether it's in politics or in union organizing yeah. it hurts. Yes, I don't know like what advice do you have to people you know when they lose get back up again
0: I mean um, not, nothing is permanent right mm-hmm. um, even, even running a campaign and being out so vocal in public being on TV right and mm-hmm. everybody on social media is discussing the race um, and then you lose. Yeah. It doesn't feel great, but life goes on, you know? And if one has good core values that they want to continue to push forward, then one just, cause I mean, one has to just keep going forward. Right. So there's, there's that aspect. I think on a personal level, um, one has to, I learned to do this, just internalize my defeats, fully accept them for what they are, have a like honest assessment about what went right, what went wrong. Um, and then, and then move on, right? It's a chapter of one's life that one has to just accept and take, in, take it all in and then move forward from there. And, I mean, it's the same about victories, right? You, you run a victorious campaign. You do an analysis. What went well, what didn't went well, what could have gotten better. But, but that, I think, makes you a better organizer, better candidate, right, better elected official. I think I'm better because of those defeats um, and those experiences. Winning feels good. Oh, yes. Yeah. It really feels good. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> it feels great. I mean, we, we've won all the eight dems Oh, yeah. yeah, and, awards, uh, yeah.
2: And, and we won the eight M's. So. <laughs> but uh, that's more important.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I think, I think it's important to understand. That I think it's important to lose, too. Because it's like it brings you back to earth, kind of deal. Like winning, winning, winning. That's awesome. But I think, I forgot who said it. Somebody said it. Somebody famous, I'm sure. Like, yeah, when you're winning, you don't learn anything when you win. Hmm. You learn when you lose.
2: They say, I, I remember my sociology teacher in, at SDSU. Shout out to SDSU, by the way. Uh, Doing Aztec very well. Go Aztecs. Aztecs yep. Right? Hello, Aztec. Yeah. And, uh, but he said, uh, f- uh, failure is a better teacher than success. There you go. And, um, and that, I think that's true. Um, you know, you win all the time, you know, it's you're not you're not there's the the feedback that you get when you lose is 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 different.
0: Yeah.
1: Well yeah, you came back stronger. Yeah. And you killed it when you won. Uh, God, God is good, bro. In and you're on the, of the Union Bus Podcast. Yeah, you we're here. We've already won. We <laughs> won. Yeah, we won. <laughs> Ricardo won. Ricardo won. Yeah.
2: Everybody's winning. Everybody's winning. You guys are funny. We're to have to bring <laughs> Ricardo out here. <laughs> 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 Ricardo, come out here. Just say hi real quick. Come on. Come Everybody's on, like, <laughs> Ricardo? <laughs> we're all talking about Ricardo. Like, hey, everybody, is this, this is Ricardo. All right. All right. He's He's our, our, there you go. <laughs> He's
1: our audio engineer, video engineer, you name it. Jackpot oh, trades. Awesome. He's, making, he's, making, he's making Jose look pretty. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Prettier. Yeah. Yeah. Prettier. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> we'll edit that out. <laughs> we'll edit that out. That's okay. Wait, that's okay.
0: Wait, on, on the losing part, one last thing that, that I thought about right now is being willing to take risks. Like when, when Juan, you know, mentioned to me about a campaign he was working on... Um, I don't know if it's public, so I'm not going to mention the name of the company. Huge company. And I'm like, Juan, are you batshit crazy? <laughs> That's a huge undertaking for one organizer. And he said, got to give it a shot, right? And, and win or lose a campaign, there's stuff that you're going to learn along the way. But there's that other component of the individual willing to take risks, right? Yeah, you, know, you run a campaign uh, six months out, and, and it's very competitive. There's a chance you're not going to win. It's up to the individual whether or not they feel like they're going to take that risk or not, right? Same thing on policy, right? You have legislators that are going to push for first, pick, you know, um, uh, universal health care right here in California. Este, that's not a guaranteed victory, but it's up to the individual to say we're going for it 100%, and, and we'll see if we win or not, but uh, got to take that. Got to be willing to take the risk. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: no. or what is it for if we don't take risks?
0: Mm. that's it it's not like we're taking
1: risks to sell a cell phone or to sell a car we're taking risks to pass something or to help people Mm
2: -hmm. so it's to better society as a whole you're doing the right thing you know you do uh you know you you know sometimes doing the right thing is difficult and you have to uh you know it's easy to go with the flow but when um you know you do something that uh uh, you know, not everyone agrees with it. You get some pushback, and um, I think Martin Luther King said, uh, "You know, when you when you do something, uh, you know, one plus God is a majority. Um, and if you believe what you're doing is right, you yeah. know, um, that's all you need to do. And if you if you step away from doing something that's right, um, you know, you kind of die a little. I think. You know, you you mm-hmm. know, you, you might be 47, as you know, I happen to be, but you know you could live to your 90 but you'll be just as dead mm. at in 90 if you don't if you don't you know move forward and 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 live i mean living is 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 taking risks tomorrow's promise to no man
1: that's right and okay mm-hmm. speaking of living we're troublemakers. Oh uh, yeah, in I the labor movement. We're troublemakers. I'm sorry. right, gotta say it yeah. again. This is a badass shirt, by the way. But, <laughs> but so we're troublemakers in labor, but you're the troublemaker down there. Yeah. In city council and uh, politics. We'll you. Yeah, you're, you're always rattling feathers and stuff, and yeah. Like, how do you? Why do you do that? As in, like we do it yeah. in labor. Yeah. That's why maybe we're drawn to you and we're like friends and stuff like that because yeah. I appreciate you being that there and that. And that's fear in the politics side of things. Yeah.
0: But a lot of people won't do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, in my experience, life is inherently unfair. And in a country, in a state, um, in regions that have so much wealth um, and so much opportunity, those opportunities should extend to everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think it's inherently unfair for somebody to grow up in National City and have, you know, neighborhoods that we don't feel proud of that don't have the opportunity for ownership, where parents have to move in and out of the city, left and right, um, where city workers are not treated with dignity and respect, those issues need to be addressed. So, I mean, I think the um, uh, strength of the community and the issues that the community is living through are what inspire me and motivate me to change the systems of the community that I'm serving and making sure that it's better. So. I mean I guess it is causing trouble cuz we're changing something mm-hmm. but the alternative is doing nothing and exactly. and that's not worth living for. I mean what are what are you what are you doing then? It's no yeah. fun. It's no, no fun. fun. It's, it's no not fun. fun. <laughs> no, you got to change things up, you know? You got to make sure things work for your people otherwise what are we doing? Exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Any last words Jose?
1: It was awesome you came on. We've been calling you for the past year to have you on but you've been ignoring our calls yeah, so yeah what's funny. up with that yeah what's up with that <laughs> <laughs> do I got the no.
0: wrong number get <laughs> the wait, wrong wait, wait. <laughs> number yeah <laughs> I haven't been hiking with you guys in a while yeah no, you guys we go go hiking, what's bro? going on yeah, you we, haven't invited me well, what's the deal it's, well, well, I, been it's, been it's, been it's been raining it's been raining and it's okay. raining.
2: I was I was living in Imperial Valley for the strike for like three okay, weeks there's that there's that and um, you know I've been partying a lot with Juan and we party too much wake up and you know but you know we do our best we're flawed men yeah we're flawed and there's
0: a there's a time change. So and that that's a wrench for sure. And then it rains
1: <laughs> and then it's yeah. cold and, yeah. and weather. Yeah. But any last
0: words, Jose? Um, I don't know about last words other than uh, maybe a little more about what we're working on in national Let's City. Let's do it. Yeah. We need to make sure that we expand home ownership. It do is it. unacceptable that all we're building ha- have been luxury apartments over the last decade and that continuing unacceptable so we're pushing a policy so that we um city-owned property as we sell it to develop we want to make sure that the um uh, developers that want to build units that are for sale Mm -hmm. actually get those bids so that we have hundreds of new units in the city that are for sale condos townhouses Mm -hmm. right um if you go on zillow right now there's less than 30 units for sale in all of National City. Wow. That's how competitive the market is. The cheapest ones go for the low 300s, and Dang. those are one-bedroom condos. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we need to make sure that we develop more of those units mm-hmm. so that everyday people can buy. Because mm-hmm. um, what they're paying for rent now is what they would pay to own.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? So, so we're changing that policy to make sure that we prioritize home ownership. Um, so that, So that's one thing that I'm really proud of and we're pushing forward. Uh, the other thing is a proposition that we gathered enough signatures for last year. This proposition is going to be on the ballot in November of 2024. It is for funding, um, paving of the alleys, streets, sidewalks, uh, and parks. So, um, uh, we have about uh, 15 to 20% of the alleys in national city that are still dirt alleys, oh, unacceptable. Wow. Um, we need hundreds of street lights around the city cause it's really dark in some neighborhoods, unacceptable. We have um, uh, some places that still don't have sidewalks, unacceptable, right? So we need to make sure that we invest in our neighborhoods again. So this proposition is going to allow us to do that. Uh, so that's going to be on the November twenty twenty four ballot, um, and I'm up for reelection that year as well. Oh wow! Yeah. A, a little next help. year. Next year. Yeah, a little yeah. help from the labor movement, also, huh? That'd be that's nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got it. You, you got, got it. Podcast. You, won. There you, you already won. <laughs> There you go. That's awesome.
2: Okay, cool. Well, there you go. There you have it, Chris. All right. Well, uh, this is uh, your union, brother. Have a good one. I'll see you when I see you. And then... uh, Organizing Monster and
1: Jose, and we'll call it a day.
2: Yeah. All right. Peace out. Peace out.